Allison's the dead girl who's now alive, and she just got a note from Emily, who's Emily's low-key in love with Allison. Oh my god. And now this we know is Allison's a high alive. school. This is a high school soap opera. It's so good. How it's... many years has this been going on? No, it's it ended. It was it's only it has six, seven six, six or seven seasons. Okay. Which is still a lot. Like yeah. Originally they wanted Aria to be A, but everyone like picked up on it, so they like kept getting more seasons. Oh, you two don't just, have that much fat on your legs. Sorry. That's half the so, problem. Right. Look at you, skinnies. It's hard. It is, yeah. About tonight. I can't know. Oh goodness! Something came well, last. You is both. Everything okay? Hannah, you did it. Easy. I couldn't tell them that I had plans. Oh no, no, of course not. Um, you're all going. I don't even. Anywhere special? You can put. Like these in my garbage can. No. Oh. Mm -hmm. Emily's making a reservation somewhere. All the trash, just your needle trash. And even that, we have Thank you. papers to grab. We have on so. stuff down in the animal facility if you want to throw them away in a. Oh, that's cool. Um, I hazardous waste. You what? I collect uh, waste. You do? Oh. Yeah. Uh, and do you do something with them? I put them in a moth apple juice container. <laughs> that's like I was going to say, like, I collect my wine corks, yeah. and like you can make art out of them. Are you planning any needle art? <laughs> Maybe, if I want to. That we have these cool. cool like boxes yeah, that we can put our tea bo bottles in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they have the little like um, trans thing. Yeah, they have the chemical for testosterone on it, and then like, uh -huh. you put the bottles in it as it fills up. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, Ezra's done being creepy, so we can get rid of him. Perfect. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. No, that was a good one. Just enough drama. Yeah, the past couple times I haven't felt it, and I think it's because I've been watching Pretty Lies. Yeah, Normally I, I listen you. to music. Yeah, and then mine goes smoothly, and I'm like, mm -hmm. it's because you gotta watch it. You yeah. gotta, like, process. Mm -hmm. It's like watching TV when you work out. Mm -hmm. It's not you, as You painful. don't work out, you hate working out. <laughs> <laughs> he goes um, I have, like, I've started working out because I realized I need it to cope with the stress this mm -hmm. time in the semester. And, uh... But I just don't have time, so we have this, like, workout machine that my husband insisted on buying, and it's been just, like, taking up space, so I'm like, fuck, I'm just gonna use this <laughs> damn thing, and, like, maybe if I start using it, you'll start using it, but mm -hmm. it's, like, literally, like, a 15-minute workout, and so I have one show, but I'm like, I will only watch it if I'm working out, mm -hmm. and it makes it go by quickly. So what is yeah. it? Um, right now, it's um, the Dirty John series on Netflix. It's not. Like porn. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was thinking. I was thinking like, like dirty jobs. That's what no, I was thinking. No, dirty John. It was like, um, it was a. There's like two seasons of it, and I can't quite figure out how they're linked yet. But the first was about this like sociopath that mm. um, got this woman to like marry him and tried to take all her money and mm. tried to kill one of yeah. her daughters. And My roommate watched stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super stuff. into like true crime stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, have you stuff. seen like BuzzFeed Unsolved? No, I do not follow BuzzFeed. Yeah, it's like all. bad. BuzzFeed <laughs> is bad. We no, hate but BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed Unsolved. It's like a like they break off. off. Yeah, yeah, okay. and these guys just like talk about like supernatural and like true crime great cases, mm -hmm. and like they'll go and like provoke like spirits and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they go to like haunted places, and then they like go and like test, and they have like these like things that can like hear like the speech of the ghost, and they're like, "What's your name?" And they're like, "Steve," and he's like, "Steve," he's like. That's a pretty stupid name. <laughs> yeah, like, the one <laughs> guy, like, like yeah. yeah, one guy, like, doesn't believe at all, and the other guy, like, believes chicken. Yeah. Like, it's, like, going into, like, There used shaking. to be a show called Paranormal Activity. Mm, my mom um, watched that. <laughs> the, they, it started out as, like, a student group on Penn State's campus, or, and they were, like, we all, like, came together and made the student group because of our past experiences, and then they got, like, turned into uh, a real show. Dang, or, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, I just know the movies. Yeah. They're funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's not the movies. It, it's definitely like, it's like a, show, a TV show, or like or TLC around. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it on like my yeah. horror stories from the ER and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like on that same channel. Oh yeah, it's there. not paranormal. What is it called paranormal investigation? Something like that. Seen, uh, yeah, I know. that sounds familiar. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now we do our intro. Okay. Okay. Do you want to? No. Do you <laughs> no, not? because I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, you can just randomly throw in a do. And then you, you got it. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah, perfect. Like that. Okay. Okay, ready? You can count down. Oh, I'm counting down? Yeah. Okay. How do I want to count down today? Oh, no. There's so many options yeah. to count down. I like the... Do you want to count down? Oh, yeah, no, you should count down. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I can count down. Mm -hmm. Ready? Oh, one, two, 
a two, a one, two, three. Heck yeah. Okay. So, hello everyone. Um, it's your boy, Ezra, with my bestie, Ming. <laughs> Why'd you say that so scared? <laughs> okay, it's fine. Okay. Anyways, um, we're here with a very special guest today. Um, my professor from biopsychology, but now my honors capstone advisor and still professor because now I TA for said biopsych class. Yeah. So what is your name and your pronouns? So I am Melanie Schaup Knox and I use the pronouns she, her, hers. And yeah, I think you're a glutton for punishment because you just sign up for all the things with me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> gonna get you into my research lab yeah, a little bit. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Um, so you teach biopsych? Do you teach anything else? Uh, I teach the graduate students neuroscience class, and I teach a capstone course on evolutionary psychology. I've also taught stats, intro to psych. Um, Lots of psych classes throughout my tenure here. We're multi-talented. Yeah, right. Um, and you're like a full-level professor? Uh, so I'm an associate professor. So I have Word. one more promotion, mm-hmm. potentially, if I decide to go out for full professor. But I am tenured. Word. Do you want to do that? Is that something you want to do? I do. I am in a season of my life right now where research, published research is um, scarce because I have littles, as you know. I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old and a Mm one-year-old, so they keep me pretty busy. Um, So right now, I would say, is not a great time. I could go up for full professor in a year or two, but I think I'm going to give it time until I have a few more publications. And right now, it's just really hard to juggle Mm -hmm. home life and work life yeah i mean with covid thrown in the mix too true yeah yeah yeah. and and it's like they say self-care is the first thing that goes out the window and that's absolutely true but then for academics the second thing that goes out the window Mm -hmm. is like writing time Mm -hmm. to publish your research so yeah so it's okay i am lucky that i'm tenured and i don't have to go for full professor that's a choice Mm -hmm. and i can do it at any time so i'm just going to hold off on that and enjoy my littles while they're little and do the research once they are in school and don't get sent home every day. <laughs> <laughs> Due to COVID. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. one. That's a good plan. I would say you literally had like a child strapped to your back the other day. So. Yeah, I taught class with a child strapped And that's not the back. first time. That's definitely not going to be the last time. It is definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But they were, they were pretty good. She handled it well. Yeah, that was nice. Aside from the raisins shaking, that was pretty good. <laughs> she got really excited. I felt, I think she thought she was like contributing in some way by making noises. And you said, stop. <laughs> 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 I don't do that. <laughs> And I'm talking. Um, yeah, so we can go. So biopsych. I guess like what? What is biopsych for people that don't know? Because I didn't even know that was a thing until I said that it was. A, it was saw that it was a course requirement. Yeah. So um, it's the study of psychology, but understanding all the biological underpinnings of it. And um, in a lot of places, you would see that same course called behavioral neuroscience. I think that the difference between biopsych and behavioral neuroscience is how much you're thinking about the biology of the individual as a whole versus just their brain. And obviously your brain um, is controlling much of your behavior, but there's also really important feedback feedback mechanisms and hormones are a great example of that um, that are produced in other areas of the body and inform the brain so that it can then control the body or control decision-making or um, any behavior. So here we do call it biopsychology as opposed to behavioral neuroscience because I think we kind of want to tip our hat to the idea that there's other aspects of your biology that could contribute. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just the biology, it's also the psychological aspects. Well, yeah, and th- that your psychology can be influenced by biology outside of just the brain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like our school is very good at kind of, like, broadening topics like that. Because, like, mm. even my major, it was very, like, specific. And then I come to GMU, yeah. and it's, like, a new name for it, but it's essentially, you know, in the mm-hmm. realm. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, oh, it's expanded on now. Yeah. And even my major beforehand was super specific, where, like, only 55 students were admitted. And now I'm in a psych major where there's, like, all kinds of people that are in it. So, it's, I mean, I like it better with that, I think. Because, I mean, I feel like in psych, you need more people like that. Yeah. Um, and it's good to come at... Um, any psychological question from multiple perspectives. 
Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. Did you ever think of any hobby random interests? Um. <clears throat> I mean, I could say things, but. You don't have to if you don't want to. That's I fine. mean, it could be like, what do I do in my pastime or something? Okay. Yeah, yeah we can all so, just share okay. our hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go around sharing hobbies. Okay. 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 So. Okay. So Ming, what do you do in your pastime? I play Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I do my homework. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I do do my homework. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, what else do I do? We, Listen to music. Yeah, we sit. Drive on the around. Mm, yeah, we do. Drive sit around. on the couch a lot. Watch Pretty Little Liars. We do watch Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. What about you? So, I mean, it kind of depends on the season, mm. but I would say, like now that we're entering into spring and summer, a lot of my pastime is actually gardening um so we have a small farm and chickens mm. and you do any plants yeah we've already started our indoor plants we've started our outdoor plants. indoor we, plants we like built these uh raised garden beds that we can turn into a greenhouse oh, and so cool. yeah so we start things indoors and then move them into the greenhouse and then um and then once it gets too hot in the greenhouse we tear down the greenhouse and we have Dang. garden beds so yeah we try to That's grow crazy. a lot of our summer foods um and we try to get our kids involved in that as much as possible um so right now i feel like that takes up a good bit of or is going to take up a good bit of our our pastime i also ezra you know i love doing yoga and so <laughs> yeah big meditator i mean i wouldn't say i'm a big meditator just i just i recognize how different i can be if i'm practicing regularly um and how much better i'm I am at handling stress. Um, I also would say, like, I love running. Um, I'm probably one of the few people, I'm not saying that I like, go out and run miles and miles and miles, but when I do it, I feel so good. My husband calls it getting brainwashed because I'm like, I feel like it just washes all the negativity out of my brain. Mm-hmm. It's like it floods it and then it's just gone. And um, so I wish I had more time to run. And I also wish my body let me run further. And, <laughs> Same. I was going to say, I would get tired after 20 seconds. Yeah, I run like a mile at like the gym and then I'm like, this is all. No. Yeah, and I feel like I'm at the at that age where my body's starting to say like, no, running's not good for you. And I, I'm sad because I feel like I'm going to have to give it up um, for good. Biking. Yeah, I guess I could take that out. Or like swimming or something. Mm. Yeah. We're big. Yeah. We go to the pool. That's <laughs> we a love, hobby. We love Here's going the thing. The pool. When you have kids, you have to think about how can I fit a workout in that doesn't require like a lot of prep time and like, driving somewhere mm-hmm. and like changing and, you know, like then doing the workout and then having a lot of time afterwards. So even running, I have to drive somewhere to go for a run because I can't run on my road. And so even that is like limiting. So I need to find things that I can do where it's like I go out my front or back door, I do the thing mm-hmm. and I come back in and I can mom immediately afterwards because I just don't have that much free time. That's fair. Yeah, that yeah, sounds fair. pretty pretty uh yeah. it's hefty. A, yeah. I'm thinking babies in a pool now is probably less fun. Yeah. Unless, yeah. have you seen those videos where they, like, train the baby, like, turn on their back? Yeah. They just, like, drop oh, them in the water. Yeah, you absolutely, if, if you I would do that if I had a baby. You should, yeah. definitely. Okay. Anyways, aside yeah, from sorry. the pool, sorry, thank you for taking pool. us down that dark sorry, road. scary pool. Right? I play in the pool, okay? I also play in the pool. <laughs> yeah, we babies. Sometimes we pretend to look dead, but, like, we're just, <laughs> oh, we're like... Oh, that's yeah, mean. Yeah. Well, you know, like, they have, like, so, like, even to the... Have you been to the erect pool? Mm-mm. It's so nice. You it's should go. so nice. Yeah, we were actually... I, we just talked about it in the last episode but um i'll say it again because it's fire so they have like a lazy river thingy <gasps> but it's not lazy it's like i gotta go to work river <laughs> it's, it's really quick really? it's like a rapid like you can like swim against the current in it and like stay in place oh okay. like if you're in the lazy is river. that the purpose or do they just have it on too hard it's probably too I hard i think it's probably too hard because yeah. i feel like students could use something relaxing mm-hmm. like that yeah um, why not slow it down and just give them well yeah, yeah like once you like lay there piece. like kind of like you're dead oh, yeah so if you just like kind of go limp then you, you like, go like whip around it this whips corner. around the corner and like spits you out with like the basketball oh, wow. in the water thing is but even the whole court of like the pool is still like what's the word like has like a current in it so like, you know when you're like it, running yeah. back up in general you're like still getting pushed out it's really hard yeah. it's like a murder stripper <laughs> but yeah so um we love we love, pool we love the pool <laughs> <laughs> we love the pool um but yeah um i don't know what else do i do oh i walk my dog i play with my dog mm-hmm. yeah my dog's been chilling he doesn't play that's true he, he actually doesn't you. know how to play he actually doesn't even open his mouth 
Um, but at 3 a.m. he likes to lick. Mm-hmm. So that's what he does. He does a tongue bath at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's normal. And yeah, we hear that. That's good. And then, yeah, I don't know. I do homework. I do homework. I, I don't <laughs> know where... I finished my paper. I don't even know what you're talking you about. You finished your paper. I'm so proud of you. Oh, we celebrated this morning. I got him donuts. I didn't even eat them. Good job. I know. You haven't eaten them yet. It's that's fine. We'll eat them later. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we can go back to academics now instead of playing in the pool. Um, so your academic achievements or like what your research focuses are? Um, so I have a couple different areas that I've researched in the past. My current focus is mostly on the voice. We look at individuals who... Um, are naturally cycling females, so they ha- they're not taking any form of birth control, and we look at whether or not their voice changes over the course of their menstrual cycle. And I think even more importantly, we wanna know, can listeners perceive that change? And do they, um, do they perhaps rate that individual differently when they're at high estrogen versus low estrogen? And there's been some evidence that suggests that they do. Um, and then we look at, sort of the the less conscious aspects of voice perception. So we've looked at whether or not hearing a female at high fertility changes hormones. We look at whether it changes physiology compared to hearing that same female at uh, low fertility. And uh, so that's been the focus of my research lately. Um, We're starting to kind of turn a pretty cool corner with Ezra's study of looking at individuals who are manipulating their hormones um, and looking at that in trans males. I've also done research on animals, and we've we've done a lot of different types of studies, but the main ones I would say would be looking at how behaviors can regulate brain temperatures in rats. So we looked at how yawning might actually help to cool the brain. Um, I did some research on that for my dissertation, and then we followed up a couple of years ago on that. We've also looked at things like do taking antibiotics affect gut um, microbiome and how does that impact psychology? So does it affect depression and anxiety levels and things like that? Is that because like the brain gut thing? Or... Yeah, yeah. So I think oftentimes we take antibiotics for things and we don't realize that they're not specific. And so they're wiping out all of the bacteria in your gut and you have a lot of really good bacteria that's doing some really good things for you. So we did a set of studies with rats where we gave them antibiotics for a while and then some of them we we also gave them probiotics to help replace some of that good bacteria and others we did not. Um, And we saw some pretty interesting behavior changes in in the rats. It was a blind study so the researchers didn't know which animals were getting the antibiotics and which ones were getting the probiotics. And you could tell immediately when you walked in the animal room, like the animals that were getting the antibiotics got kind of like nasty Mm -hmm. and sort of isolated. Um, But they had all they had all experienced a lot of handling before we started the study. So um, it was interesting that they went from being like handled every day and perfectly fine with it to like biting us. Mm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, so take your probiotics if you have to take your antibiotics. Take your probiotics <laughs> yeah. along with them. No, yeah. Our, oh, my, so our roommate sister. Yes, yeah, sister. Her. Uh, she likes to take Advil every day, and, and she thinks like, that her body like makes pain, so she takes it. Interesting. Interesting. She said that's crazy. It's, it's like it's almost like a placebo effect, mm-hmm. except it's oh, actually no, Advil. It definitely is. <laughs> she's definitely tripping. psycho. Yeah, she's definitely crazy. Hey, yeah. I mean. As long as it's not hurting her, don't interrupt it. Whatever she needs to Whatever get through. Yeah, do. <laughs> to get her through. Let her take her little Advil. But she's always gotten one, which is nice. Because sometimes I need it and I don't have it. I mm-hmm. only have migraine meds. Yeah. That's she's got, like, a big, like, Costco, tub, like, tub yeah. of it. Mm, I love that. Um, what okay. else? Any achievements? Anything super cool? Oh. Like, you're going to a conference. I am going to a conference. The Northeastern... Evolutionary Psychology Society Conference. Yes, I am presenting some research that we've done on voice perception. Um, we have voices of females at high and low fertility, and we have them saying different things. So one thing they're saying is just, hi, I'm a student at JMU. We have a, them um, where they read a vignette where um, a guy comes up to them in the park, or like his dog gets away from him, and they find the dog, and the guy comes up and starts chatting with them. And then she says... Um, sure I'd be interested in going on a date with you or something like that where she's like accepting a date Mm -hmm. and then we have the same scenario where she's rejecting a date um so we I'm going to be presenting some findings we have on how people perceived her voice 
across those three different um, statements and at two different times in her cycle. Uh, we also have some pretty interesting stuff that my, my lab group did where they were exploring different factors that impact fertility and they found this gene that impacts the mucus that is produced on the vocal mm. cords and that kind of like having that mucus on the vocal cords makes the sound kind of flow better mm. and it fluctuates with different hormones but the same gene also impacts um, implantation and other aspects of reproduction and like how um, how sperm motility is um, influenced and things like that. So they they put together a pretty cool presentation connecting kind of voice, the voice and fertility and this gene. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's sick. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I was, I'm really impressed with them. So then like what, like I know it's evolutionary psych, so then like the application behind it, like not like an application, but like what does this like implicate then? Um. So, I mean, I think the biggest implication would be that if females' voices change across their cycle and others perceive that, how does that impact um, things like if you had an interview at a time when you were fertile versus non-fertile, could potentially your hormones um, be affecting you in, and the voice is just one way that they're affecting you, but it, could it be affecting the outcomes that you see in that situation? Um, Certainly, my, my students have always suggested we do something like a server study where you look at individuals' tips across their menstrual mm. cycle and whether or not um, perhaps their voice but affects that. But you have to consider that it's also affecting perhaps their behavior. It's mm. also affecting um, maybe even their waist-tip ratio and things about their physical physiology. So um, it's hard to, to kind of look at real world applications without accounting for all the different factors that your hormones are affecting. So we just, in our lab, are trying to piece out the voice by itself, especially because, I mean, we talk on the phone a lot. You can hear changes in people's voices over the phone, but also on FaceTime. And it's a way of conveying a lot of information. So you can tell if somebody's sick via their voice immediately when you hear them. Mm -hmm. You can tell if somebody's feeling emotionally well or unwell via their voice. So I think the voice is one of those things that because we we typically have visual information that's alongside of it, we don't think of it as holding that much information until that visual information is taken away. And then we realize it's holding a host of information, even just gender. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes you can't tell the difference between a male and a female's voice prior to puberty. Uh, mm -hmm. But that after puberty, Big difference. we know that the fundamental frequency of the male voice drops compared to the female's voice. So it's it's just an interesting area of, of research that could be potentially an honest signal of somebody's gender, fertility, hormone status, health, all of these things that you would potentially select a mate based off of. Yeah, no, that's basically just kind of what happened to our voice, too, though, in a sense. Like, yeah. you know, after the phone conversations, like, you know, you don't talk to your mom for, like, a week or something. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, are you sick? And I'm like, oh, no, just voice stress. Is just cracking. Yeah, and then, you know, after time, it's like your voice never sounded like it did before. Mm -hmm. So it's obviously, like, different. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's crazy, too. And, like, what's weird now is we notice this weird thing that... Oh, my God. It's yeah, so do it's it. It's so, so funny. Mean. Okay, are you ready? <clears throat> Hey Siri, it activates on both phones. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, now you do it. Hey Siri, <gasps> that's crazy. Yeah. So like, but like, what if I do it? Hey Siri. Nope. It's like like you like say it like three times in your phone, so it recognizes your voice, so it mm -hmm. only activates to your voice. But our voices are so similar, apparently, that it just picks it up. That it picks that's it up crazy. perfectly. That's yeah. crazy. It's really weird. And like we were at where was it? It oh was, my god! We were at it was like Black Friday shopping. Yeah, we were at like finish line. <laughs> they were at, like, in finish line, and the, we were checking out. And you went before me, and like mm -hmm. he put in his email or something, and it was for the receipts. And then when I went up, I had to say my email to her, and she like we had like our masks on and stuff. I'm like, we, you know, we don't really look, look alike. alike. No, <laughs> and so she's no. like, she's like, you guys sound the same. And we were like, mm. I was like, I guess I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, I guess that's what happens when you're besties. <laughs> I was like. Mm. <laughs> I was like, well, we're not siblings, so... <laughs> but yeah, we just thought that was weird that 
our voices have now like matched up to where like when people like hear them and they're like you guys sound similar and i'm like mm, i can't tell if it's a compliment or like well it's definitely because like i feel like people think that like mm-hmm. trans people sound this specific mm-hmm. way but it's kind of, i don't even know like what it is i know it's like just, like, like i know what they're explain. trying to think about yeah. like it sounds like i can be like a queer man like mm-hmm. i could be a man in a crop top with this voice but then like when you go deeper like you're more masculine in a sense yeah but like, like i'm still like willing to go pitchy with yeah, it or i can like keep but because it it's also like the perception of like what you're wearing yeah and, like how you're acting and everything like mm-hmm. that all we all think about that all the time depending mm-hmm. on so, like social situation yeah. we're in so like obviously like if i'm with the girlies hey, hey we're, <laughs> but we're like if i'm with like a bunch of guys it's like it's, hey what's up <laughs> yeah. yeah and like we were joking that even when we're coming here like i'm in a crop top and shorts and like you're like in like a bro fit and yeah I was, like, like, it's just like the difference but like that's like i guess like what people can like see or like feel or like hear like that's what i'm saying like it's so like yeah. mixed in because yeah. i feel like someone could like look at me and hear me and be like mm, something's like off about them not like off but like not straight or like not not cisgender the like normal, not the like norm, yeah not you know? heterosexual yeah. or whatever so it's just like kind of different because then i feel like if i were that then i would just be like a cis male that's i agree interesting yeah, it's very trippy. Mm-hmm. And the but we love of, fashion, yeah. and we don't let like, that we're not stop not be us. Stylish, like, yeah, for I mean, people to be yeah. haters. I like, know. no, we don't have time for that. We yeah. gotta look. We gotta we're look too cool. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I noticed your fresh haircut too. Oh, thank you. And we I both got one. Yeah, first oh, time getting. Well, I have. I have my hat on. Yeah. So. First time getting a fade. Mm. Well, for him. Ooh. Yeah, first time. I was first time. First time in a barber shop. Yeah. How did it go? Oh, it was fire. We went to eight. I guess we went to yeah, we went to AJ's, and it's Puerto Rican owned and run, which is mm-hmm. fire because I'm Puerto Rican. So yeah. I was like, but they all spoke Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish. So I was like, Gerardo, okay. can you just give me a skin paint? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was fire. He was nice, and he did the line, and he did like. Yeah, no, a, it was good. You know, it was good. Yeah, I like it. So I'm excited to like be in a barber shop, and we we're like mm-hmm. getting ready for formal and stuff. So it was like we got all like pretty, and like I yeah, never, I never worn a suit before. Really. That was the first time I wore, like, a full... Well, okay. If we're not cutting funerals. Okay, well... <laughs> okay, because the suit I wore was my prom suit, so... Yeah, but I wore no, your okay. jacket. Yeah, I know. And I had to buy a shirt. Oh, that's pants. why you had to buy that stuff. I, yeah, oh, I don't I just, have it. So just, what is the formal? The formal was oh, for... Oh, it's for my, um, like, co Yeah, it's okay. the pre-law one. Mm-hmm. It's a brick fire. It's brick fire. Looks lovely. Yeah, yeah so we all looked really fire. I showed her that one, but I can one. also show her this one. This one's good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't also show her this one. I feel like I saw that one on on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Gotta flex it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. yeah. so pretty. So, um, like, at the beginning of the school year, you you had Sullivan. How old is Sullivan? Sullivan is six. Okay. Yeah, so Sullivan came in and she had to sit in the class with us because, what, school had COVID or something? I don't... It, it could have been any number of reasons. Her school just has lots of days off That's anyway, fair. so it could have been a day yeah. off. It could have been a COVID shutdown. Yeah. It could have been that she was not feeling well or had a runny right. nose and got sent home. Who knows? Either way, she was there and she was put right next to me, as she should, because I'm so good with children. Um, <laughs> it was a really good time. But uh, yeah, so she sat next to me and you lectured and it was really nice. And she was just like coloring a little coloring book. And I guess I was watching her too much or something. <laughs> but I had like my little fidget toy in my hand because I was bouncing around and I offered it to her and she was like, no. And I was like, okay, whatever. You don't get my fidget toy then. But apparently I made more of an impact than I thought I did. I just thought I was bothering her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, afterwards, I was asking her how she enjoyed class. And she said, well, the boy next to me must have been really interested in my coloring. (laughs) He was was not paying attention very much. And he was watching me color. Yes, I was paying attention. And so I (laughs) used that moment as an opportunity to sort of introduce her to... Um, the real Ezra. And Mm. so I said, so um, you said that it was a boy and actually when he was born, he was a girl Mm. and now he goes by he and sometimes they. And so it's actually been a really good opportunity when she and I talk about you, it's an opportunity for me to practice they Mm -hmm. because that's something I will forever struggle with. So I try to actively (laughs) say that because I think it's good practice for me and it's something, unless you're talking to a third person about Mm -hmm the individual you're speaking of it's hard to see it's, them yeah yeah it's multiple mm-hmm. well it's not even the multiple thing it's it's just that there's not that many opportunities when i'm talking mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. directly to, to say they, they. yeah mm-hmm. it's more but then with others it's yeah, when i'm talking about you with yeah. others that i need to mm-hmm. use that i need yeah. to practice that and um and i think it's good for her to keep hearing 
that mm-hmm. so that she doesn't struggle with it the way that I do. Mm-hmm. So when I explained to her, her first question was, well, why didn't God just make him a boy? <laughs> that's that is such that's a good, good question. question. That is yes. such a good question, Sullivan. Yes. I ask myself that all the time. Um, yeah, <laughs> so worry. that's a, a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but it, it's interesting because once I sort of explained what was happening and um, how you came to be where you are now, she was just okay with it. And I think it's funny because we, we make the assumption that kids are going to be like mortified by it Mm. but they don't know if no other opinion has been imparted on them (laughs) then it's just like it'd be no different than me explaining that like the stars are huge burning balls of gas in the sky she's like okay okay (laughs) that's what they are okay (laughs) yeah um and so she's she's not you know come back and ask me about it frequently but when uh she came i think it was during one of our ta meetings Mm -hmm. she was also here and i said you're gonna see ezra again and do you think you would like to color them a picture? And Yeah, sure. And, you know, it was just like, no big deal. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in her head, mm-hmm. it's this that was cool yeah. individual that used to be a girl and now isn't. Mm-hmm. And and I realize that that's not the way that you say it, but no, when yeah. you have to explain it to a child. Right. It's, you have to break it to, down. Yeah. You have to break it down. And so to say, you know, presented as a girl, yeah. I don't think that would. Or like assigned female at birth or something like that. She's going to yeah, go, what? Right. And we'll get there. <laughs> that yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. But I loved yeah. just seeing that mm-hmm. this is just how this mm-hmm. unique individual presents. And um, it's no different than like, okay, you, sh- I mean, in all honesty, she is raised in a pretty heteronormative mm-hmm. situation. And, and I think children automatically just assume that whatever their situation is, and that's like how... the norm. Yeah, yeah, everybody is. But we spend a lot of time talking about how there are different types of families. And that could be two mommies or two daddies or mm-hmm. one mommy or one daddy. And um, and every time we talk about it, I'm just always impressed at how she's just like, okay. <laughs> and it doesn't... It, it almost breaks my heart because it's like, these children don't have opinions about yeah. these things until they're given opinions about these mm-hmm. things. Which means, like, it's like And when they're negative, me. it's, like, yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when we're in a school district that's, like, actively fighting against safe bathrooms for trans children, mm-hmm. it makes me really concerned because I'm thinking, like, I don't want to send you to anybody else's home yeah. because I don't know what opinions are going to be imparted on you. Yeah, you said, it makes it really mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I say it's important for me to to give people information based off of science because whether they ever go into neuroscience or biopsych ever even think about it again in their life, they now can come to those conversations with just a smidgen of whatever they remembered from my class and say, nope, that's not actually Mm -hmm. a choice or that's not actually the way that this all works. Um, And I used to think that way too. And then I understood it, but to hear it from the side that, um, you know, probably didn't have that science background that it's just that they're and they're just making these assumptions based off of their own fears or um misconceptions or memes or whatever they're following is, Honestly. is yeah, true. what i think scares me because i feel like they're the loudest voices sometimes mm-hmm. yeah because they, they're the ones who are like commenting and everything it's like everyone yeah. else is staying in their lane but they have to like go they out of their way something. to yeah. make like, get a oh reaction God. Yeah. yeah, but that's like you know, that's like the point of this is like you know if it reaches like even like ten people like that's still ten people that didn't know that before didn't have this like experience before. Right. So. Right. That's why we do it. Good job. Good job. You did good job. Yeah, you did Thank a good you. job. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So now we talked about like the academia part of it. Like, ha- like what was your like growing up through college and like doing this like your woman in STEM was that difficult for you? Um, I think that in hindsight, yes, I was always probably trying to work harder and, um, trying to overcome, you know, physical appearances, um, to show that, yes, I'm intelligent and that's what you should be paying attention to. Um, I don't know that I knew it at the time because it was just sort of the culture. So it wasn't something that I was super aware of at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly was not, it throughout my college or graduate school career, trans issues were not ever mm-hmm. discussed. Um, even when I was in labs studying endocrinology, 
um, I, I just think that there wasn't, there's not good data out there. And whenever I was learning, which was, I mean, I graduated from graduate school about 12, maybe 11 years ago, um, there was even less out there. And so we just didn't really talk about it that much. And in terms of social psychology courses, I'm sure that they were, it was being taught there, but I was doing more yeah. like neuroscience and evolution courses. So I feel like most of what I've had to learn, I've learned since graduating with a PhD. I've had to kind of teach myself or learn via mistake, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. So like then when was like the first time, like, do you ever like thinking back, like remember being like, oh, like, these people exist. Yeah. Trans people are here. And like, this is something that. Like, even, like, in research, you know how, like, there's not, like, a lot of, like, representation with, like, outside, yeah. like, non-binary trans people. Like, did you ever, like... I think, I would say that um, it was relatively recently. So, um, I have a, a really good friend who started the Yale Pediatric Gender Program. And um, I started talking with her more about her work with children that are transitioning or considering transitioning. And she also works with their families and... Um, I ended up inviting her here to campus as a visiting um, professor to just give a talk and talk with classes. We we did some programming and, um, with Madison Equality, and I think that was probably in 2017, maybe, and maybe 2018, and that was really what opened my eyes. Not, not that I wasn't aware mm-hmm. that there were trans issues, but it really opened my eyes to just how difficult transitioning is. It, it made me think about things that I never would have thought of before, yeah. like the fertility issues and how do you navigate that with somebody who's pre-pubertal versus post-pubertal and, um, and making it so that they're capable of having children later yeah. in life. And I mean, just all of that, I think really changed my outlook on it and made me want to become more of an ally and so from there I feel like I've done a lot of work to try to think about it from the biopsych perspective and and help educate other students mm-hmm. so then like when you're like in biopsych and like we have like the endocrinology unit and we talk about sex and gender identity like is that stuff that you're teaching like from that book and like the textbook and like you agree with that so you go with that or do you like stray away from it a little do you give your own kind of rundown i do tend to stray from the textbook um i tend to stick with more of the primary literature on that um and it's mostly because i think that the textbook sometimes makes some sweeping statements because the data is tough to collect for sure because um, everybody's situation is unique. So it's not like you just have this whole population that all started their hormone treatment at the same time in their mm-hmm. life and has the same hormonal background to begin with. So I understand that maybe if you're writing a textbook, you have to be a little bit more judicious about what you put into print because so many people are learning that. But I feel like it ignores a lot of literature that does dive into some of those nuances Mm -hmm. so i um try to base what i lecture on more recent information that that does look at whether there's gender differences in the brain whether there's differences in the brain based off of gender identity or based off of sexual orientation and i think the book avoids that a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah because i remember i think there was a separate reading for that section that we read about yeah, I also have pulled in information mm-hmm. from other books yeah, even that, are, that, that, that help describe the process of sexual differentiation mm-hmm. a little bit better because I think students still need to understand, the, you know, the basics of how this happens. But um, but I think that the sexual differentiation of the brain, I think, I think it's interesting. When I teach biopsych, I'm always um, humbled by the fact that we just have this tissue that's can go either way. And it's sort of just sitting there waiting for input, right? And even though we have these chromosomes that technically determine our sex, um, most of us don't know what those chromosomes are. Yeah, right. one actually gets those looked at, right? Right, right. And so I always teach that. I think like, unless you did 23andMe or Ancestry or something like that, I can tell you right now, I don't actually know what my biological sex is because I have no idea what my chromosomes are. Yeah. And so until very recently, 
that was the issue for everybody. So we're all just balls of tissue waiting for hormonal input. Right. And that can affect the trajectory, you know, whatever your hormonal input was prenatally can affect the trajectory of your entire life. Um, and you don't have control over that. Yeah. Right. That's like a choice thing. It's not a choice thing. And, it, and it's interesting because a lot of the data suggests that, you know, if we do look at um, the brains of individuals who don't identify as the gender they're assigned, their brains, the way that they react to certain stimuli, it matches their gender identity, mm-hmm. not the gender they're assigned. And the same is true for sexual orientation, um, where the way that you respond to stimuli of um, members of the same and opposite sex matches your sexual orientation more than it matches you know, what we would expect for a uh, heterosexual. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I love teaching students that because I think that that's a pivotal point for a lot of students who don't think about these issues to to stop saying it's people's choice or that it's like misinformation, yeah, or that yeah, or that we're influencing children and putting the ideas in their head, those types of things. And I do see feedback from students saying I am really embarrassed of my previous ideas about these issues Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really glad to have learned some science on it because you mostly get your information about these issues from people who have no clue what the process of science is let alone what that science says about individuals who are choosing to transition yeah it's like you know like when people speak like on trans issues like aren't trans i'm like have you ever talked to a trans person yeah or no, are you just like, like saying something or, that you yeah they'll feel say something right. like it's like like that was actually, actually transphobic yeah i'm like do you know what you're saying or not but right yeah right and i would i mean i guess it depends on the audience but mm-hmm. like i said most of my education was not formal um and a lot of it was learned by making mistakes and by people being brave enough to say to me mm-hmm. like that's not you know actually what we mean or that's not what you would say Mm -hmm. or and i think that being open to that has really helped me and i hope i wish more people were but i think i want to tell you Mm -hmm. it's okay to correct people because that's how i've learned and i wish that i hadn't learned by making mistakes because sometimes you know people get hurt and there's real consequences to it but um i would rather know that i made a mistake than not know yeah. yeah, no, I've definitely had some friends, like, kind of just ask questions that, like, weren't necessarily, like, intended to be taken the way they were, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. asking, like, dead names or something, yeah. and, like, you know, I'm not gonna, like, bash them for that, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. like, tell them and, like, be like, hey, like, we don't really do that. yeah, we don't really do that, <laughs> and, like, here's what you can do, like, next time, or, like, mm-hmm. how to, f- mm-hmm. like, you know, just Go carry the conversation, yeah. right, yeah, but then, of course, you know, they're friends, so they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, like, thank you for, like, telling me, mm-hmm. like, I won't do it anymore, right, and, like, right. that's, you know, that's the feedback we like to hear, and, yeah. like, that's kind of why we want to be open in this sense, because we want to get that, like, positive right. feedback and being, like, okay, like, now we're educated. Yeah, but we're ready to get that negative feedback, too. Yeah, we're ready to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, you have to be careful about yeah. who you're talking to. Mm-hmm, yeah. I got in an argument with the guy who changes my tires about this. That sounds that about didn't, right. That didn't end well, and now oh, I no longer get free tire rotations. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's okay. Oh, if you do it to be a better person... <laughs> yeah, then... Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the universe says, actually, you don't... Yeah. yeah. No, there's sense. lots of tire places. Yeah, there's many, many tire places. Melanie. I think I popped my tire today. Yeah, Ming thinks he broke his tire today on the sheets and the uh, way. Oh, That's no. fine. But I drove here, so we're good. But yeah, it's, it'll be I'll fine. change it when we get back. <laughs> yeah, because you're such a yeah, strong I'm, I'm man. You know how to Changing change tires. tires. Yes. Yeah. My mom taught me. Everyone should know how to change <laughs> I mean, a tire. Yeah. My dad tried to teach me. It was pouring rain. And he was like, get out of here. Oh like, we're gonna teach you right it's now. It's like the Christmas like, story. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm like standing out there and I'm like waiting, and he's like, "This is how you do it." And did I'm you like, drop the wrench? <laughs> I did. Like he like he just like left me out there. He was like, "Fix it." He's like, "It'll be spot when I get back." And I was like, mm. oh my, God. "My sister didn't have to do it. She mm. doesn't know how to change a tire. She's four years older than me. <laughs> make it make sense. Whatever. It's fine. She can stay straight on the side of the road. That's fine by me." <laughs> um, but yeah. So I guess last question. Yeah. Um, do you have anything for us? Um. Anything. I guess I'd want to know how you feel like your professors or academia in general could serve you better. 
Hmm. I did think that you were going to ask that. <laughs> like, you thought I was going to ask your dead name, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to just be like, how's like life on like like on college, like being trans or something? But that was good. Okay, okay. Uh, you go first. I oh need God, to think. I was waiting for you to go first. Um, hmm. Hmm. I feel like so prior to being in this major, I was in a major that was really cool and I was really interested in it. It's something I really saw myself doing. But then, um, like, the group chat that was supposed to be for homework got really toxic, and they were like, hmm, like, I, if you're going to identify as that, I'm going to identify as an AR-15. And I was like, well, that seems threatening. So, um, like, even, like, the professor, like, it was, like, one of the only, like, women professors in the major, or, like, in that section. And, like, they would, like, talk down at her, like, in the group chat, and, like, just, like, speak poorly of her, and, like, you know, she ended up leaving, like, that following semester, like, that wow. next semester, because it got, like, really bad. But, like, you know, it was, like, me and, like, three other people that were, like, you know, maybe, like, people of color or, like, queer or something. Safe. Yeah, safe people in that major. And, like, it was, like, the Wednesday before final or, like, the final deadline to, like, withdraw. And I was, like, like, are y'all in or out? Because, like, I think I'm out because, like, this isn't worth it anymore. And because basically that same professor was, like, you can either stay or go because this is what it's going to be like for you, like, in this career. And I was, like, mm, well, then, if that's what it's going to be like no yeah <laughs> like why yeah. would i do that so like i don't know because it was kind of funny that's a then, life choice i mean yeah. that, is, that that changed the trajectory yeah. of your entire life yeah. and like i would have like i could have graduated earlier like had i like done psych first like i could have graduated in two years so like it's mm-hmm. kind of just like frustrating that mm-hmm. if these people had just like treated me with respect then like i could have like done something i was really interested in but it gave me this so like it's like and you're interested in this and i love this like this is Got so it. like i'm really glad with what i picked for this but and so, yeah, like, I think the, the psych department is so much better and, like, everyone's so nice and cool and, like, you have, like, the safe space stickers. Like, I, I didn't do. see a safe space sticker anywhere. And I I'm, think like, that that's uh, something that, you know, when I say that I've I've learned by mistake and I haven't had formal education, I've also, I need to give a lot of credit to my colleagues because mm-hmm. as a department, we very actively reflect, question ourselves, question, you know, what we're doing in our classrooms um, try to support each other in giving each other like strategies of how to be more inclusive in a lot of different ways. Um, and I, I think I forget that not all faculty put that much time and effort into Mm -hmm. those, um, those, those ventures and into that form of like reaching students. Um, and I wonder if maybe that's why I didn't have formal education in it is because I was always at R1 institutions. And so the teaching was not the focus. The research was mm-hmm. the fo- focus. And here, because we do really care about our teaching, it means that we need to make sure that we're reaching our students in an equitable way and yeah. that we're reaching all students. Um, so I, I, I need to keep in mind that that's not the case and that's not your experience across campus. Mm-hmm potentially or across other campuses but I feel lucky to be in this department for sure yeah no yeah I definitely think like just kind of now in my minor too I'm in more like psych classes and like just seeing like the environment is so much different because like my major is very like cop heavy in a sense Mm -hmm. um Mm. and I came in like wanting to be a cop but then like you know stuff happened and I woke up and I was like no no um so then you know even then though like I'm in these classes and I know certain people to avoid because they're on that like different mindset yeah they're on that mindset that like (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like it's crazy like there was this one like instance with another like Oregon they were trying they're like for like the police type deal but like something went wrong and like in the group chat their first thing was like to resort to violence like oh like let's go beat them up like you guys want to be future cops like yeah that's not sit really down it. Yeah. like and that's yeah. like yeah. i'm like, like de-escalation yeah, yeah. and like that that's like your, your training yeah, yeah exactly so i'm like in these and i'm like avoiding these people but like you know everyone else like a lot of the girls that are in the major are very, like, safe just because, like, you know, they're on it for, like, the right reason. Mm-hmm. They don't just mm-hmm. want to be, like, power-hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm with the girlies in that mm-hmm. major. But, like, it's just crazy to see the difference in, like, environments. And, like, yeah. even yeah. professors, like, I don't know um, if you know Robinson. She's just amazing. She's very open about her sexuality. She's fought, like, a lot to be able to do that mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. like, be able to be proud like that. So, like... she have short blonde hair? It's like grayish, yeah. Doesn't her wife also? Yeah, yes. married. They 
I wanted to say they lived with my backyard. That's not the way. <laughs> so when we first moved to Harrisonburg, Sue's house was right behind my house. And so our oh backyards gosh. like met mm-hmm. and Sue would like grow the most amazing tomatoes. Oh my God. Yeah. And Christine was her partner. She didn't live there, but okay. I think, yeah, they're the married time. now though too. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah. know. I love this greatest power, but like, yeah. So my dog would always like go, <laughs> go to their fence and they Cute. have the little doggies. Yeah. Oh. But I definitely feel safe in her class. Cause she will yeah. get your yeah. neck. If you say anything bad about yeah. like that, cause good. like stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, like no, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, like all my other professors are pretty good. Like when I, I transitioned kind of like after I'd already had some of them. So like mm-hmm. I show up and I'm like kind of a different person, same name. It's a little weird, mm-hmm. but you know, I'll kind of like be like, Hey, like he, him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or, like I'll make it clear of kind of, and right. now I present enough where it's like, okay, it's like Ming, whatever. Yeah. But like, it's just the transition has been pretty smoothly with professors, but I definitely mm-hmm. stray away from. Yeah, because I I transitioned like middle of COVID in a sense, and and you changed your major. That's, too, yeah, that was right when I changed my major, so I changed like my full gender and identity, and like start transitioning in name and like major. So like everything was. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. I want to make sure it wasn't Mings, um, <laughs> but um, like so I emailed all my professors and like hey like I'm like going into this class like because they wanted to like, get to know you and i'm like do i put that i'm trans on here or like do i not put like because yeah. like in my other class like i would have never said that i was trans to my professors but now right. i'm like you know i'm sitting in you know women gender and sexuality class or whatever and i'm like well i feel like my voice might actually apply here yeah like i'm this. like the only trans kid in this right. class like i might as well say something about it because like none of these other kids like are nervous to go in the bathroom, you know what I mean? But, like, I can talk about that in that class, and I know I'm in a safe space because, one, the professor will get your neck, and two, like, the people in that, like, if you're in that class, you're not you're not you're, out to get those yeah. people. Right. <laughs> like, right. like, you're, you're there to, like, learn to, like, like be an ally. Better, or, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that that's why it's important that I address those things in even like a biopsych classes. Mm-hmm. So they're they're hearing it from, from all, all these different perspectives. They're not just saying like this is a social thing, mm-hmm. a social psych thing that we should talk about, or this is just a thing that um, only a subsection of psychology deals with. It's hard because you know when you're talking about biology of behavior, there's a lot of diversity issues that it doesn't speak to and um, or, or doesn't speak easily to. And so this is one issue that I feel like I can actually impart some change in students' mindsets and understanding that biological side of things. And that's what an ally does. That's what an ally does. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank this you. This was actually my honor. I was looking forward yes. to doing it, and I'm glad that you invited me. Yes. And um, I feel like if I made any mistakes, feel free to tell me about it because I could only learn it's i mean there's lots of things that i still struggle with and us too bestie (laughs) yeah 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 um and so i apologize to any of your listeners if i was not using correct terms or anything like that but i think think you're good i would appreciate yeah (laughs) yeah no i think that was good yeah i think that was really good nice yeah that was good yeah okay maybe i'm getting there yeah Mm -hmm. i mean we can have an episode too yeah we can have a check-in yeah cool Okay, cool. Well, thanks for coming to my office. Thank Thank you you for having us. us. Okay, I can stop recording now. Perfect.